Super Sport this year has been almost as entertaining to me as the Superbike racing because they have these guys go go at it. They're close racing, and they are not afraid. And they throw some moves in there that sometimes I'm like, I don't know what you were thinking, but okay. You know, and I, I love it. It's it's fun for me to watch. I would be terrified if I was riding. But, I mean, in race one, Dominique Egger again. Steven Odendahl finishes second. Jules Cluzel finishes on the podium in third, which is what we talked about. He gets the occasional podium and does his thing. But I think couple of big things I took away. Uh, number one, Falcone hit Valentin DeBees on the warm-up start. <laughs> I can, like, oh, my goodness. So yeah. Valentin DeBees stalls the bike, or it stalls. I don't know which one. But Valentin decides to get off of the bike and stand beside it. <laughs> you know, Wait a minute. And, and, what? Uh, so I don't know if you remember or not. Valentin DeBees a couple of years ago, I uh, was it three, four years ago, had a monster high side. I think of the Daytona 200, um, a monster, monster high side that shot him to the moon, and he came down on his noggin just a little bit. So I don't know if those are some residual effects. Um, <laughs> oh, um, but Doctor Bo, Doctor Bo is here, everybody. I, well, you know what? I've CTE. Been, There's CTE. I have, I have spent enough time in the hospital in the past three months. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wow, you know, Valentin de Beast though, you know, obviously a good racer, but this to me, um, terrible decision. Well, you know, so we saw this at Bruno, even in the Moto Three class with Moto GP a couple years ago. John McPhee had an issue; he, his bike was stuck in pit lane in the pit lane limiter, you know, and he took off and and started raising his hand, you know, as as frantically as he could. He didn't get off the bike, but he still got plastered, you know, and still ended up with some injury from it. So. I just don't think there's a, a good way, you know, to get out of these situations. And it didn't, it didn't help either that, um, you know, the, the, uh, Falcone was looking, I think he was looking down at his dash or looking down at the bike. So, um, right. it, you know, and it, it just, it's one of those things that you, you wish you could avoid, but yeah. it happens. So, so you got to run one lap, they red flagged it for a crash and then on the restart for the warm-up lap, somebody gets hit on the grid. <laughs> you can't make it up. This is better than fiction. It really is. So, um, But what I did want to mention was that both of times, both starts, Agator got tremendous starts. Tremendous. And that's really hard to do, I think. You know, he's starting, you get a great start on the one, and they red flag it. You're like, oh, man. He didn't even it didn't even phase him. He just went straight and started great the second time. Odendahl finishing second though was a big deal. I mean, Agutter ran a great race. We've given him all the superlatives all year that I don't I don't know what else to say. He just he's just dominant. He's just been dominant this year in this class, and he he looked like that in race one. I mean, but Odendahl came from thirteenth to finish second. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, I think it just speaks to this class too, though. When you talk about how close this racing is, how technical of a track this is, the fact that Odendahl can can work his way through a pack like that, um, it 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 definitely speaks to to his talent and what he's the package that he's got underneath of him, um, because that's not easy to do with these guys. And 
when you've got another Turk, you know, like like Chan on Chu that's that's fighting through this traffic and, and a very aggressive rider. You've got Manuel Gonzalez, Jules Cruzel, um, you, you know, Caracasulo. These are all big names that that he fished that he had to yep. fight through. Um, so yep. no, you know, huge huge um, congrats to him and and yeah, absolutely. He he, well he didn't qualify. Yeah, absolutely, he didn't qualify well, um, but he sure did save himself a little bit of of misery there. That could have been a lot worse. Um, you know, Caracasulo is just so much better since leaving. You mentioned Caracasulo. I don't know what was going on with the other team, but he is a constant top five guy right now. Like, I, I don't, I can't understand. I've never, I do not understand. You have any insight on that, Bo? I really don't. Um, uh, like you said, I mean, it's just, it, there's, a, there has been a big change you know, since he's, he, since he switched teams mid season. Um, I, I honestly can't remember, you know, seeing this many riders, uh, you know, across different different brands of racing with MotoGP, World Superbike. Um, I, I've I can't remember seeing riders team or switch teams, um, or see this oh. this many team switches yep. in the middle of the season. Excuse me, you know. Um, yep. So it's just it's. This year's just been a, a wild year all around, I think. and It really has. Um, so, uh, yeah. But, no, Caracasulo, something definitely is clicking now uh, with this new team. And, you know, good for him. Hey, keep it up. You know, keep that momentum. We know that this is a guy that belongs to the front. So, you know, maybe there was just something going on in that garage. There had to be. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, Gonzalez finishes in fourth. You know, we were talking about Gonzalez's, you know, a really, really uh, interesting prospect for the future. And you sent me a text. He's going to ride Moto Two again. Um, he just or he just did in. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Where were they? Oh, oh my gosh, my brain is dead. Aragon. Uh, yeah, they were just in Aragon. Didn't he just ride there too? Uh, and, I think he got a full time seat next year. Um, for the oh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. So he did get a full-time seat for Moto2 next year, but I, yeah. I was thinking he had a wild card ride. I'll have to go back and look. Um, he didn't figure in that race, but uh, that'll be good to see him in the Moto2 championship. I think he deserves that. I I think this guy's uber talented, um, and he's showing it. He's he's finishing on the podium and right there in the top five every time. Luca Bernardi had kind of a disappointing race to me. He started from pole, um, didn't really have it in the race. I don't know what that was about, but... Uh, he just didn't seem, wasn't able to keep the pace of the fast guys. Um, and I'm sure he was disappointed, but that was disappointing for me too. Cause I was, I love it when he's close. Cause I know he's going to throw a crazy move on somebody somewhere and I'm going to get excited about it. Uh, we mentioned, yep. Yeah, did you want to say something no, about nope, Bernardi? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, we mentioned Caracasulo, Philip Odell and Canon Chu finishing in seventh and eighth. I I really don't know what to think about Philip Odell. I, I I really thought he would be closer to the front more often. I I, I just don't understand what's happening over there. We know Ken Chu is un- incredibly aggressive and a good rider, but he he burns his tires up because he is so aggressive in the beginning. Right. Um. But I don't I don't know what Odell's problem is right now there seems to be an issue occasionally with him that you know he's great he's great he's great oh nowhere close you know and i don't know why that is um well i mean i think it's i think it could go back to do with a little bit of the 
you know, the European Yamaha R6 championship. Um, I, I do think that this Yamaha is, is a ridiculously strong bike. Um, you know, as we've seen this Kawasaki ZX6R that the World Supersport spec, it's a 599 engine, uh, CC engine. Um, I'm not sure if, I don't think any weight has been added to it, you know, because obviously no. there's not extra, there's not an extra displacement to the engine like in American racing, um, or at least in Moto America. But, um, you know, I don't know how old these engines are um, that they're working on. I would imagine that they're getting new engines every year. Uh, but, you know, obviously Kawasaki doesn't make a production 599. So how much is going into that bike for continued research and continued development? Um, and where does Kawasaki draw the line on whether or not that is um, cost effective for them to continue to, to do that? You know what I mean? Does that, you know, kind yep. of what I'm getting at a little bit? I mean, yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I, I, I agree with you. You make a valid point there. I, I don't know either. And I think next year we'll have to see because uh, they're not making the R6 anymore. Right. And and so I don't know if everyone's going to go to Kawasaki or no one's going to Kawasaki or what's going to happen. I mean, we'll have to see who who shows up next year. That's a really interesting thing for me that I think about occasionally. But maybe you're right about the Kawasaki thing. You could be very you could be right on the nail on the head there. I I don't know. Um, all I know is that you know Rafaela De Rosa finished another race and flipped you the middle finger after. Um, I, I don't know. He says you're talking crap about him. Well, you know what? If that's what it takes to get Rafael De Rosa to finish a race, fine. <laughs> that I will. I, I tell you what. I will. I will take that middle finger, and he can. He can talk mean to me and be a jerk all he wants to. Um, I'll just say you're welcome for giving you that extra motivation to to get you across <laughs> the finish line. Well, in tenth, we had Jules Cuzel's teammate Verdoya finishing there. Um, beyond that, the race at the front wasn't that exciting i mean odendahl closed up a lot i think agator was just kind of coasting in there um but the real racing was for probably somewhere between was for third and fourth those guys were going at it hard um but i really i really just thought it was a good race for agator it wasn't a super exciting race to watch but it just showed me agator is just he's just doing so well this year it's it's hard to say anything else positive about him i mean we've been through it a hundred times it feels like he's just he's just killing it man so i mean you have anything else to say about race one no that that's it i think you hit the nail on the head with that last comment with agator i mean he's just he's been dominant yeah i i think you know uh, man it's just it's crazy to me to think about that but it, it there it is so in race two um, you know, you had Gonzalez winning his first race in World Supersport. So congratulations to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominic Egger finishing second and Kenan Chu finishing uh, in third for a podium. So maybe, maybe I, maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know. I mean, I, am I, am I acting crazy? Like, I don't feel like I'm crazy, but maybe I am. I mean, what? what happened there like he 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 did a good job no yeah and he's always been strong you know he, sh- he shows up at the beginning of races so 
you know, there was a red flag in race two. Um, so, yep. you know, a really, really bad crash too. Um, yeah. So, and that, that was a scary, scary crash to watch. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe that helped out a little bit is, you know, Chan on didn't have as many laps, um, to be able to burn out his tires, but, uh, he, he did, did a much, much better job, um, with this, with this bike and then Nikki Tooley bringing home the, uh, you know, MV with a good finish as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but no, you know, like you had mentioned, a huge congratulations to Manuel Gonzalez. This was an, a very very hard earned win. Um, he had he he just he had fantastic pace in this race. It looked like to me, and yep. he looked aggressive. He looked poised. Um, just a really really good ride from this guy. Really good ride, and and you know, um, he you couldn't have run a better race in my opinion. I mean, he mm-hmm. just did exactly what you needed to do there, and. You know, you mentioned the crash with uh, Bernardi, Cluzel, and Egeter, and Egeter was able to remount, get that bike back in there, and they were able to fix it, and he was able to race, and uh, that was a big deal because, you know, he took 10 points out of Odendahl that race. So he picked up 15 more points on the weekend, which gives him a 62-point league. Now, Egeter's going to have to miss one weekend of racing because of scheduling conflict. So he needs a 50 point buffer hmm. at minimum. So he's, he's there now. So uh, is, this is going to be very interesting, but I think that was a big, big deal. Cause I wondered, I was like, Oh, if he can't get back in this race, it'll be good for Odendahl. So with where Odendahl finished, that was, a, that's really basically a 20 point swing. You know what I mean? Like it just him being able to pick that bike up, get it back home, and get his guys being able to fix it in time, that's a big deal, and they got it done. But um, I, I was just super, super impressed with Gonzalez. I, I really like this kid. I really have high hopes for him. I, I think, you know, in terms of um, racing, you know, I, he's just got such a good head on his shoulders. His racecraft is really, really good, and, yeah. and now he's putting the speed with the racecraft, and that's a dangerous combination. Yeah, so, he, he has learned so fast in this class and has adapted so quickly to this class. And I really think that his, you know, his consistent um, finishes and his conf- consistent performance in the Supersport class this year, they absolutely earned him that Moto2 ride. And I think he deserves it. I think he at least deserves that shot, you know, to be able to see if he's going to stack up against the rest of the guys in the Moto2 field. And, and the first year is going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot to learn, I think, for him. Um, yeah, but uh, is he, you know, I think yeah, he's I, I wanna, someone who can succeed. I want to see him go head to head with Pedro Acosta. Oh yeah, let's absolutely. do it. Let's do it. They're both from Spain. You know, they know each other. You know, they do. So, I mean, it'll be great. Well, I mean, look, we we went pretty long on uh, uh, Moto. Uh, I'm sorry, on World Superbike. Uh, but I did anything else notable from race two that you wanted to talk about? I mean, it, it was. I, no, no, no. Just had, a, you know the big crash, and then you know everything cut and dry the way that we uh, said after the restart. So yeah, um, yeah. No, I th- I think that pretty much we pretty much covered just about everything I think we can. There's cool. you know we 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 kind of mentioned the same things over and over each week. You know the same names. You know we're talking about yeah. You know Edgar yep. Odendahl and and Gonzalez. So and it and I don't want to throw any shade at them for being great. You know, I don't Yeah, I'm yeah, not, not at all. I, no, yeah. I don't want to, you know, nothing to take away from them and and not to say yeah. that they're boring because they they're absolutely a blast to watch and they they keep racing exciting for us. So, 
Um, yep. These guys are just just a lot of a lot of fun to watch, and and no, I'm I'm good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I did want to mention one more thing. Did you happen to watch the uh, the F1 race in uh, in Holland? Did you did you watch that? The Dutch fans. That was that made me feel so good to see stands just absolutely jam packed again. Definitely, that was an amazing sight, and um, you know, I, I, you know, especially with uh, the Red Bull uh, Max Verstappen bringing it home. Yeah, you know, the yeah. I, I, man, that place was nuts. Oh yeah, and uh, that was so cool to watch. I really enjoyed it, but it, you know. World Superbike has had a number of fans at their events now, too. Europe seems to be creeping back to uh, some sort of normalcy. Um, I think they're allowing 20,000, 30,000 fans a day in. Um, Italy is still kind of strict. They said at Mizano they're only going to let 23,000 fans a day in for MotoGP this coming week. So um, that's down a little bit. And I'm sure there are some upset people because it's the last time they'll see Rossi ride. No, so, it's, yeah, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. I'm sure those, I'm sure those tickets could be scalped for quite a pretty penny too, right now. I wish I had about a hundred of them. I wish <laughs> I could retire. I, I could. I would retire. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and end this, and then we'll move on to the other racing. Sounds good.